Welcome to Business as a Magical Practice, where your business is the vehicle for your self-integration and soul evolution. My name is Sam Garcia, and I'm the founder of Dirty Alchemy Digital Marketing. And I'll be guiding you through how you can use your business as a spiritual practice and what magical businesses are doing to hit their goals and change the world. Together, we'll be relating the mystical to the world of business so that our work can unite spirit and matter, shadow and light, conscious and unconscious. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to be here. I actually have a guest today, Rachel Friedman. Hi, Rachel. Hi. It was like, <laughs> like not letting me. Right here. It was like not letting me like touch like the button. I was uh-huh. like, what is going on? Anyway. Welcome. I'm so excited for you being here. I haven't done an Instagram live in a really long time. So I was grateful that you proposed this. And I'm just excited to share what you have to share today because it's a really big deal. So what we're calling this today is the the one big mistake that people make that's blocking their next five clients. And before we jump into that, Rachel, can you please introduce yourself to everyone's listening? And we're going to be putting this on the Business as a Magical Practice podcast. So introduce yourself to them too. Thanks, Sam. So yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Friedman. I, um, I curse, Sam. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. Just have to make sure I have a bad, bad potty mouth. Anyone that knows me and I've come to learn that I need to respect everyone else's faces as my husband has told me. So I really, the reason I asked if I could curse is instead of saying I help, I like to say I fucking give a shit. Like I really fucking care. I really do about making sure that coaches, healers, people in the world of helping other people feel like this confidence deep in their bones, right? Like it's hard to almost put in words, but this level of confidence, thank you, Charmaine, at laughing at me, um, this deep level of confidence in themselves, in Mm -hmm. themselves as a coach, as a healer, as a therapist, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. we love my potty mouth. And when you have that, ability to show up naturally who you are like own it if you have a big pot, potty mouth like me my husband says all the time I talk like a fuck fucking there I go I see it just comes out <laughs> tractor trailer driver I don't know whatever he says all the time but like when you start to own that piece of you and you stop hiding all the parts of you, mm-hmm. you learn to integrate all those parts that's where you are able to really do your magic right Mm -hmm. and i use that word because i really do think as healers as coaches as therapists i kind of have seen myself i use those three words i've been all three of them and i think we are magicians in a lot of ways it's how we help other people create lives that i was talking to a client about this earlier today about how when you look back you're there's no regret Mm -hmm. like you're on your deathbed and you're like i live Mm. I lived and it's like, I'm ready to go because it's like, there's nothing that you wish you had still done. And I, I say that as if like, what if every day, and this may sound morbid, but what if every day is a moment show last day? And I know it sounds a little cliche, but if you kind of live that way, then um, I really believe then you're living a really fulfilled full life. And so I'm on a mission of just making sure that coaches, healers, therapists, these people that are helping other people have that 
they have that from within because I really think that I call it coach posture syndrome, which is just <laughs> imposter syndrome, yeah. um, coach posture syndrome, because I mostly work with coaches is a real thing. And it's interesting because I even saw it come up today in my group cohort, one of my clients, she's a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. She has her doctorate and still she's like, I, yeah, she's like afraid to even write it yeah, to own it. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what keeps us. That's what mm -hmm. keeps us small. It's so interesting because like, for a long time, I would hear people talk about the importance of confidence and it felt really wishy-washy to me or that's mm -hmm. not the right word. It, it felt, it felt like it lacked substance, but over the years, it really has, it, it's really been blaring that that is a huge thing that, that people need in order to do really well, especially because I, I know you work with, you said you work with coaches and healers mm -hmm. for people who own their own business and they're front and center in their business. They're confidence is the thing that sells. Their energy is the thing that sells. Right. And I'm curious, just, just for my own clarity, what would you say the difference is if there is any between confidence and like self-love, self-acceptance? Yeah, it's such a great question, Sam. So I think they're actually very much intertwined. Mm -hmm. So in order to really, first of all, I think that competency comes before confidence. So let mm -hmm. me just say that. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things I see is if, if you don't put in the actual work, right? Yeah. And when I say work as a, you know, whether it's a therapist, a coach, a healer, whoever you are, if you haven't actually put in the reps, yeah. you haven't first built up your competency. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of thought work and all the other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But let's get real. There is the act of like, I was a yoga teacher for still am, I guess. I don't really teach it anymore, but for two decades, right? You're going to build muscles through doing the thing. So mm -hmm. I also don't believe, and I will answer your questions then, but I don't believe that you can just think your way into confidence, mm -hmm. which is what is taught by a lot of people out there. Interesting. Think, yeah. Do not think you can just think your way into it. Now, I do think you need to invite in thoughts that support yeah. it, but thoughts alone, I do not believe are going to create confidence. Mm -hmm. I know so what, I tried what, it. What creates confidence then? I think first it's competency. And okay. that's why I mentioned that. Yeah, I yeah. think you have to build the competency, competency muscles and you build those competency muscles, competency, cannot talk today, muscles through doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. And from getting feedback, doing mm -hmm. the thing. So if you're just doing the thing over and over, think about you go to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. Such a perfect metaphor. And you lift weights, but you're doing it with not great form. What happens? Well, most of us get hurt. You end up with like, some form of pain or injury. And I think the same thing happens in any skill that we're building. So mm -hmm. as a coach, say you go get a piece of paper, says you're certified. This is what mm -hmm. I see all the time. Yeah. And then you just go out and start coaching people, but you don't have anyone's eyes on your work. Mm -hmm. So you're picking up some bad habits maybe. And you don't mean to be, like you can have all good intentions, but then those habits are maybe blocking your clients from getting the results they want. So then you start telling yourself, oh, I'm not very good at this, or I suck. Mm -hmm. It's not that you suck. It's not that you're not good. You just haven't had someone show you maybe what you can't see yourself because we all have blind spots, right? So mm -hmm. then <laughs> when you can't see it, because we all can, and I can't see my own mistakes, let's be mm -hmm. real, you just reaffirm those, right? And then that's where then the thought work 
comes in, right? So it's a combination. What builds confidence? It's a combination of competency. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of deep level of Mm self-trust, which I think personally, it's a work in progress. (laughs) Fully honest, right? I, I, I think, and I think here's the thing. I think you a lot of us, at least myself, I thought I had reached this like, oh yeah, I trust myself. And then you try to take your business to the next level and you realize, oh, fuck, there it comes up again. And that's just your growth. You're just evolving to the next level of self-trust. Like, yes, you mm-hmm. have it, but oh, there's a greater capacity. Mm-hmm. Sam mentioned self-love. I don't think you can build confidence from a place of being an asshole to yourself, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's doing that inner work of releasing the shadow. I shouldn't say releasing, integrating the shadow. Mm-hmm. So I think we have our shadow self, right? And I think so often those those different parts of us, the light and the dark aren't integrated. So I think it's a combination of things. I think the competent, competency plus the confidence though is what creates the results we want. And that is a lot of work that a lot of people just either haven't gotten into, it hasn't been available to them, Mm-hmm. it's hard work. I don't want to say it's mm-hmm. not. It's not comfortable. It's actually mm-hmm. really fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> well, something, I, I, just bringing up the self-love, self-acceptance part of it as a, a side note, and we, we've talked about this on the podcast before, the idea of building an alter ego for your business, and that mm. is a completely valid route to go about to build your business to feel comfortable with more visibility to feel comfortable with being this big personality on the internet if you are the face of your brand or if you have to yeah. do uncomfortable things in your business and it's interesting because you there's there's kind of this these two different paths that you can go down when you're running a business or like being the ceo of your business or being the face of your business whatever your version of that is is creating that alter ego of who you are and building confidence in that And then there's like the other side of it of like, no, you doing the inner work, the shadow work of like fully loving yourself and, and seeing your own unique gifts and building confidence that way. And it's almost like two different paths. I'm not sure if you ever work with alter egos. I do. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting you brought that up, Sam, because I've talked about that with some of my clients. Like, uh and it's like, you're here. Okay. Here's Mm -hmm. you. And here's like that alter ego or that version of you that you want to step into. Mm -hmm. Like, how can we actually bring them closer? And I think Mm -hmm. bringing them closer is actually this work Mm -hmm. brings you to this place. Mm -hmm. You get to live and start to show up from this place. And it's not fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Because that's a saying I've heard, oh my God, for years. But it's really like stepping into it while you're doing this work. Mm -hmm. And I think, I do believe that having that alter ego can be so helpful right? And Mm -hmm. being able to show up from this future version of yourself, because it's not fake it till you make it. It's not not you, it's you. Yeah. Maybe you as you see yourself six months or a year from now Mm -hmm. versus how you actually see yourself right now. So this supports this Mm -hmm. as I see it. Well, so I know one, one big thing in your work is giving coaches this next level mastery of their craft after after or it or alternatively to being certified because i know that you have a certification program too and it 
it seems like some people can go and get certified in whatever they're doing, whether that's a coach or like you get a marketing certification or you go to college for a certain thing. And that paper for some people is enough to go out with confidence. It's almost like this external validation is enough in order to go out with confidence. But then it almost seems like a larger group of people that's in, maybe it's, it's women or minority people of who are in minorities that that isn't enough where there is this, this, internal layer that needs to be worked on beyond that external piece of paper. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I was having a conversation with a woman who right now is exploring joining my program. And she's like, well, I don't have any official certification yet. And I don't see that actually as a problem. So here's the thing. As Sam just said, it's a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And yes, some people will go through a program and depending on that program, will exit the program and feel ready mm-hmm. and feel confident and feel like I got everything I needed to go out there and help people. Mm-hmm. What I see happens just from what I see, obviously it's my filter, yeah. is that a lot of people go through the program and they go through it, but because they haven't put in those reps mm-hmm. and because they haven't gotten the feedback on their coaching, they exit those programs and they're still lacking this innate confidence to -hmm. really fully be able to go out there and make a promise that they can stand behind. They make a promise maybe, but underneath their skin and their energy, they're not aligned, right? Mm -hmm. So they're saying the right words. They're saying, oh, I promise I can help you do X, Y, and Z, but they're wobbly. They're not really sure. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not right or wrong. It doesn't matter if you have the piece of paper or not, if you have the degree or not. You know, some people never go do any of that and they make freaking amazing coaches because they have maybe a background in something else or they just aren't naturally gifted and born with it. I don't know. The paper, if you're using a paper to create the confidence, I could be wrong, but I really believe at some level when you get to a certain level, you're going to hit this mm-hmm. ceiling. Mm-hmm. And because I, I do really believe that it's that inner work that allows you to go beyond that ceiling. I think you hit a ceiling of this is my capacity. And those are the people that I think maybe hit six figures, but they don't ever take it into group or they don't ever take it into, you know, creating, I don't say a process, but a program that enables them to scale which Mm -hmm. isn't a problem because some people that's what they want. And I'm not one here to tell you what you want, but I think that inner work is required to be able to take, to elevate your confidence to the degree of being able to really take your business and hit massive amounts of people. And when you say inner work, what do you mean by that? Yeah. I mean the work Thank you, Sam, for pointing that out. I think I think inner work to me is the shadow work. Mm-hmm. It is really facing your shadow. It is diving into the unconscious layers, not just the mm-hmm. conscious layers, because there's stuff going on in our unconscious, you know, that most of us, myself, I do this work, I have a mentor that we're just not aware of, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you had to have been have horrible trauma in your life. Some people do. Some mm-hmm. people, maybe someone like I had a pretty good childhood. I'm not going to say I didn't, right? But it doesn't mean that there aren't things, generational trauma, 
that was also <laughs> passed down to me. Being a Jewish woman, there are things that were passed down from my family members. It's not worth Mm-hmm. When I talk For about people who don't know what the shadow is, what is that? Yes, the shadow is face it. it I, hmm. A lot of people like to say shadow work is like shame, looking at the parts of yourself that I would say if we would that you almost don't want to ever talk about mm-hmm. that you wouldn't want to admit to. So when you think about the, the those parts of you that you wouldn't want to, you don't even maybe want to admit to your partner. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say out loud. Mm-hmm. It's actually facing those parts. Mm-hmm. It's those parts, like I said, sometimes they're hidden in our, our unconscious. Sometimes we're aware of them, right? And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to look at that, put that over there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's being willing to look at those parts of us because those, there's actually wisdom in those parts that we're mm-hmm. hiding away from. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the most powerful wisdom we need. Mm-hmm. So... What I'm hearing from you around building confidence is, and maybe before we do this, like, let's just dive into the direct answer of why do you feel like confidence is the one big thing that people are missing from that's preventing them from their next five clients? Yeah, because I'm a living, breathing example of it. How can I, that's my simplest answer. So I tried to go about it with that fake it till you make it attitude where I had very little confidence. There was a period of time in my life doing this would have not happened. And a lot of people who know me now couldn't, can't believe it. Before I started diving into this work, which was about 15 years ago, I couldn't, I really, I couldn't talk in front of a group of people, literally shit my pants once doing it. No joke. <laughs> Panic attacks. I know, so embarrassing, but whatever. Now I'm like an open book. And I can tell you that the confidence for me came from doing this work. And I'm still doing it. I don't think it's something you do and you're done, right? It's like, like I said, at every level, you're upgrading to the next level. And I really realized in my business that when I, my coaching business specifically, when it started, I had a lot of imposter syndrome, even though I've been, I've been a therapist, right? I've been a yoga teacher, a studio, yoga studio owner. I've taught, I don't know how many hundreds of other people to be yoga teachers, when it came to coaching, I had this belief, well, I don't know if I'm qualified. Mm-hmm. And I had to reface all of those demons, if mm-hmm. that's what we want to call them, the dark side. I don't like to call them demons, but those parts of me again. And mm-hmm. as I started to learn more about parts work and integrating the different parts of myself, I was able to really start to own that confidence. Now I can talk in front of people. I've mm-hmm. led, you know, workshops and lectures in front of a thousand people now things Mm -hmm. that I just never in my life imagined I could do Mm -hmm. and it's really why I believe it is the answer I -hmm. also know that when I was wobbly and really not grounded in myself and my abilities my clients weren't get. I mean they were getting results I don't want to say they weren't getting any but they were taking much longer Mm -hmm. some would get results but then slide back into their old habits, right? Mm -hmm. And I found when I really dove into this work and started to own who I was and these Mm -hmm. other parts of me, not only did my results, like I I went from having like $1,000 a month, if I was lucky, to having 10K months, to having a 50K month. Mm -hmm. And so I know from my experience, I didn't change much else Mm -hmm. other than doing this. Yeah, And I've now seen it with clients that when they 
go to work on building that confidence, that competency and those skills, their work speaks for itself. So the marketing piece, A, it's so much easier to come up with ideas. Mm -hmm. I, my belief now is I've seen for myself and clients is that when we have this level of confidence, it's a different energy that you exude. Mm-hmm. And it the it's so much easier to attract people into your work or into mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're wanting to create. Mm-hmm. What I've seen with in terms of confidence is, at least on the marketing side of thing, it, things is when you are confident in what you do and you you go forward with that a certain level of confidence, you're it's significantly easier to make sales because when people are trying, are going, looking to buy something to solve a problem, like whatever you solve in your business, they don't want to hire someone who's not sure, who is, who like doesn't believe in themselves. They don't believe in their methods. Even if they get clients, amazing results, like, cause I know plenty of people who get clients, amazing results, but they don't actually exude confidence. Mm-hmm. And it actually it's detrimental to their marketing, to their sales, to their ability to get new clients because they, I mean, just think about it. Like if, if you were going to the doctor and the doctor is, is like kind of wishy-washy about what they're, they're. Right. I'm not sure if I can like, actually oh, I don't fix know you. This. Let me like get a second opinion or like, let me like shop around for this. So you being a hundred percent clear and bought in and on the one side like you being fully bought in on your solution and then also like embodying your solution and being the example of whatever it is you are solving in the world it just makes it so much easier and where confidence can feel like this like like not very substantial in terms of a word because they're like oh like you see like the cat posters in like corporate settings and like confidence right um but it is this really, really big deal. So that's kind of where I see it with marketing and sales. I 100% agree, Sam. And I think that we can't see energy, but there is energy everywhere. And that energy, even if someone's saying all the right words, like I was saying before, yeah. if your energy is off underneath it, I think people can sense it. It's almost like a bad perfume. Mm. And it's like you, I have had this experience personally. I was interviewing some coaches before I started working with the one I'm working with currently. And she said all the right things. Mm-hmm. And there was something that I was like, yeah, I could not put words to it. I yeah. just knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So big. Okay. So going back to our steps towards gaining confidence, I heard competency, which is a lot of like doing your reps and sets yes. of just building your skills and doing it over time. Um, it sounded like the next step was once you're, you get to that level of competency, it's now diving into the inner work and looking at your shadow and your traumas and healing whatever needs to be healed to get to that next level of self, self-acceptance and confidence in your abilities. It, are there more steps beyond that that people need to think and be aware of? Yeah, I mean, I would say those are probably the two main ones. And I don't even like to think of them as step one, step right, two. Right, right, yeah. All right. I like to think like that, that we're doing these things simultaneously <laughs> at the same time. I think there's a level of trying out new things mm-hmm. and falling down and then getting back up and falling mm-hmm. down and getting back up. Right. It's, it's like, I like to call it the coach's playground. Like you go out to the playground and you get on the monkey bars, right? Mm-hmm. And you get one monkey bar and the other monkey bar when you're a kid and then you slip and you fall. You don't be like, oh, I'm never doing the monkey bars again. 
You get yeah. back up and you yeah. do it again and you keep going back day after day. So I would definitely say that's a huge piece of it is that being willing to do things that make you pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. So there's this, you know, level of practice and competency, this level of doing the things that make you really uncomfortable. And then this, inner work of the shadow work, but there's also the work of learning how to be that loving, compassionate witness for yourself. And that some of that is intertwined into the, the shadow work, the work of healing the parts of you, right, that you want to pretend don't exist. But learning how to love and trust yourself is almost its own separate, I feel for a lot of us, it's own, like if we put these in buckets, it's almost its own separate bucket. Mm-hmm. And there's some um, pretty cool techniques you can do to begin to work on that. Yeah. What might that look like? Yeah. I mean, like one of the things, as soon as people join my program, I tell them to set non-negotiable and non-negotiables are things that fuel you, fuel mm-hmm. your bucket. So for example, my non-negotiables are meditate. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in meditation. It has had such powerful effects on my life. I have energy hygiene practices So doing those daily and moving my body, Mm -hmm. right? Are all three very important things to make me feel at my best, right? So Mm -hmm. when you set those, and it's not a matter of like, did I do it for the right amount of time? It's not being rigid with this, but it's honoring your word with yourself. That's one of the greatest ways to build that self-trust. In terms of starting to build the self-love, there's exercise. I'm not going to go into it today. It would take way too long. But there's exercises, right, in learning to hear the inner critic, mm-hmm. space for the inner critic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Okay. And beyond, is there anything beyond confidence that you feel like is at play here? I mean, honestly, not really. I mean, there's energy, like, I mean, there's the energetics, Mm -hmm. right? There's the energetic things happening, I think, in our energetic field that we can go to work on that Mm -hmm. can shortcut things, definitely. I mean, of course, we don't have power over other people in their Mm -hmm. decisions. So I don't want to say, like, you're a magical being, mean, I can, like, take out my magic wand and be like, wah, la, la, saying poop. But yeah, I think it's keeping your energy clean. Mm-hmm. And if that sounds really woo and out there, that's a conversation for another day because it is a little bit woo. <laughs> <laughs> It'll have to be a conversation for another day. Okay. And I know, I know in your program, you do a lot of like the rep and set stuff. And I, one of the coolest, I, so a couple of years ago, I had some clients that were social workers and another one who was mm-hmm. a therapist and they would talk about, I forget the term for it, but you, you go and you, you can actually bring a, a client's yes. problem. Yes. To- like a mentor or a peer in the space and you so, guys what's the term for that supervision you used to be a therapist <laughs> I was supervision so here's supervision. what happens uh-huh. yeah, you get your like after in order to be a, a therapist these well these delays I mean 25 years ago so I'm assuming it's still the same you have to have a master's degree so you go get your master's degree there's a couple different routes you can go and then you have to put in it's different depending on the direction you go but as an LCSW you had to put in 2,000 hours and what supervision is, and I think it's, it's part of what helped me create my program because I didn't see it in the coaching industry in full honesty, is that I would go to my supervisor, Patricia, who might pop on at some point because we're still friends on, on Instagram. She sometimes pops on my lives. And I would go to her 
Uh-huh. I would bring cases to her. I would bring, you know, what was coming up for me. And it's a space where you get to navigate and explore different ways of looking at not just your stuff, but your client stuff. Because more eyes on one thing, let's agree, all of us right now. I mean, come on. It's magic, right? Like, if just my eyes, I may not see something. Sam might be like, oh, my God, it's clear as day. And I just couldn't see it for whatever reason, you know? Maybe I needed the cleaning lady to come clean my window. But really, seriously, so, yeah, it's supervision. And it's it's powerful because it, it it's not only for that one client do you have another perspective now, but you get to take that and apply that because let's be real. I mean, it's going to come up again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I when I first heard of it, it, it blew my mind that I hadn't before. Like that wasn't standardized in yeah. other other industries. Because I, I like I, I think it's so brilliant. You you have a problem with a, a client, and you're actually there is a structured way that you can get feedback on it. Yeah. And like a lot of times with certification programs, you do a certain amount of hours, usually with the peers in your program. Yep. And you'll have to do a certain, usually have to do a certain amount of sessions and maybe you even have to like submit a recording of that session. But I feel like nine times out of 10 in this, the, the different programs I've, I've heard about, you don't actually get feedback on the things that you, you, you don't it's just like, it's just like check boxes of like, you've, you've checked. I'm like, does anyone even watch it? I don't know. I mean, but like, you don't get feedback. On right. It. I mean, I paid a lot of money for a certification I went through. And we submitted videos and never once mm-hmm. did anyone say you could, I, I here's something, a direction I could see you through. Yeah. Or the, and I, you know what I want to actually take a moment to point out? It's not even just what you did wrong, because I think that's what our brains like to go to. But what about all the amazing things you did right? That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things I know some of the coaches in my program have told me that we all want to say, oh, I don't need that external validation but we're still humans and it feels really good. And I'm going to be real. It helps. Yeah. I mean, and talk about building confidence, right? (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, who, let's be honest, like it feels good. And it's like, Oh, my brain's always looking at what's going wrong. Most of us, that's how we're wired. Wait, you're telling me I'm doing something right. Whoa. It's like, it can be actually a mind blowing moment Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. So good. So tell us about your program. I know it's open right now and just what's included in there and how confidence plays into the work. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. So yeah, it, it is open right now. We start at the very end of the month, beginning of next month. And like I said, it's a playground. That's how I like to see it. It's a playground for coaches to get on the monkey bars, to try out new techniques, new tools, and play with them and practice them with their peers. It is a place where I introduce to a lot of coaches some techniques, some tools that are sometimes a little out there compared to what they're used to in traditional programs, like breath work, things I actually learned in yoga. I have a philosophy. I was talking about this with um, a peer of ours, Julie Granger, that I really actually believe a lot of coaching is yoga off the mat. It's just Eastern medicine, and it's integrating some of that philosophy into your coaching and not from a let's talk about it in a way that people don't understand but a way that people will so it's integrating breath work it's 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 understanding the human body and being able to actually read another person's body because the body actually 
this direct line to the unconscious. And when mm. you can right away pick up on someone's body language, you it just shortcuts things so much faster because you don't have to ask them as many questions. Because you'd be like, oh, is this sound familiar? Right? Like, and they'll be like, uh-huh, always, uh-huh, because the body doesn't lie. So yeah, inside the program, it's that place to try on those tools, those techniques. For some people, it will be learning new ones. For some people, there'll be tools and techniques they maybe already are familiar with, but it's a space also to bring. Like, I like to think about it on the playground. It's like the supervision session where Sally comes to you and says, well, you know, Tammy is doing it this way and she's getting all the way across. Well, Mm -hmm. okay, let's look at it. Let's Mm -hmm. look at ways that we can help you get all the way across, right? Okay, bring to me, we have a call where bring to me what's going on in your sessions. Mm -hmm. and let's explore them as a group together let's mastermind with lots of minds Mm -hmm. about other ways that you're not maybe seeing at the moment that will help you help your client get there quicker and get the results they want of course it's a space where we do that inner work Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to lie to anyone there is I believe we go first as coaches I believe we can only take our clients as deep as we're willing to go Mm -hmm. and I believe in going going in deep Mm-hmm. facing all those parts of ourselves and then bringing them together. Mm-hmm. So you forgot to mention the name and oh. timing and like little details like that and like yeah. URL stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It's called the live your Dharma coaching certification. Um, and it is three months, three month program, live your Dharma because Dharma, the word Dharma inherently means to follow your purpose, your passion. So I saw it two ways your purpose, your passion, helping other people connect to their purpose, their passion. Um, it's three months. You can just go to live your Dharma. Actually, you can go to rachelbethcoaching.com and then click on the button where it says live your Dharma mm-hmm. to learn more. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. Do you have any like final closing wisdom for people? <laughs> Regardless of where you are in your journey, I would say honor yourself. Mm-hmm. And be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. We don't get to our goals by being assholes to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone live by that today, right? <laughs> All of us. Like, hand on heart. Like, you, if this is calling to you, this work, it's part of your dharma. And don't let anyone tell you differently. Thanks, Rachel. And thank you, everyone. It was so good to see all your faces and see all the hearts in there. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Sam.